Richard Wood is the managing director of Six and Flow, a Manchester-based growth marketing agency working across digital to help grow businesses through brand awareness and customer acquisition. Richard, welcome to the show. What's top of your mind as we enter week two of this enforced isolation? <laughs> uh, surviving my kids at this point, I think, <laughs> is probably the thing that is most challenging. Right. How um, old are they? Uh, two and nearly five. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah, it's fun. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> but I think, like, honestly, from an agency's perspective, the, like, the thing that is always top of my mind is, uh, like, I think... I think it's it, it's challenging as like an agency lead to like we've got we're worrying about our own kind of like family our own situation our own finances stuff like that and then like I've got 20 other people that I still have to have the same worries over them as well so like my what's always top of my mind is how the um how the team are kind of coping with what's going on as well because mm. it's it's a, it's a weird time. Mm. And how, so how are you communicating to them? A, what, what sort of questions are they asking you? Are they being proactive with, Hey boss, look, I mean, we know it's a difficult time for every business right now. Is my job safe? Is my job secure? Um, are they being proactive in asking you those sorts of questions? Are you being proactive in sort of having those conversations with them? What's that conversation like? So, um, my, like my, management or kind of leadership style has always been very like transparent um possibly to a fault sometimes but we as a as a business um have been communicating absolutely everything that we can um which is pretty much everything to the team um so every uh, so um when we decided to take the the option to work from home i followed that up the kind of the following week with like like what well, the following working day with an outline of like here is our situation as a company. Like here's here's our finances. Here is the strategy that we've been focused on. Because like I mean, we were fairly focused on there being a like economic recession at some point soon anyway. Hmm. Um, this the, I mean, this has obviously accelerated and made it far deeper than we were could ever have hmm. imagined. But we've we've always been looking at opportunities. Like I mean, we were we were hedging our bets with um, Brexit, so we were pushing into other regions and things like that. So we were trying, like we were trying to prepare for something. So, like, um, I sent an email out to our entire team saying, like, here is our finances. Here is um, like here is how long we like here is why that we when we have a profit at the end of the year we bank that profit. Here is what we're going to do with that. Here is how we're working with clients. Here is the risk analysis that we put against all of those clients. Here is like our strategy over the next um, few months. Um, all of that kind of stuff. I put it into an email and just said, hey, like this is this is us. Like as as far as I'm concerned, as it stands, we're in a stable position. And here are the things that we're doing to mitigate that as we move forward. Um, I actually on Monday this week as well, um, I sent another one. So HubSpot. Um, I don't know if you know, but HubSpot um, for the partner community, um, their agencies, they're forward paying um, two quarters worth of commission hmm. so that the agencies have more cash on hand. Great. So, again, I communicated that back to the team saying we have like here is more cash that we're putting into that um, into the like pot. So we have more of a buffer. And also, like, here are some other developments and things like that. And again, we are still um, in a, um, a good and stable place. And part of that, like, I'm, I'm trying to be transparent. I'm not just trying to kind of, like, blow smoke up their ass. It's very much, like, 
one one thing that has we have started to see the effect of is a lot of the the clients that we had at kind of decision making stage are delaying they're not cancelling mm. but they're delaying they're saying like we cannot sign anything sure. right now because we need to know where this is landing that makes sense. and it's exactly the same thing that we saw with all the delays through um, brexit as well mm. and like those so and i said to the team i was like this is obviously like a, a, an effect so um and normally as an agency you would be in a position where anything you lose you would back yourself to be able to win back so you would always try and stay at a level you're aiming for growth but the level is kind of um, would be fine at this point so and i'm talking about that stuff with the team so i think the more that i talk to them the the more they can see that like there is somebody who is thinking about this mm. we're not just kind of floating along blindly yeah makes and actually sense. the response that i've had back from the team after sending those like people who don't normally reach out to me directly within the agency like and and like i, I speak to everybody in the agency mm. but like who wouldn't normally reach out are sending me like email saying like it thank you for being like honest and transparent with us and i just the way i positioned it was what what would i want to know if i was in mm. their position what would I want to know? Like, and that's kind of how we've proceeded. Mm, that makes sense. It's super interesting that you've been thinking about contingencies even before this crisis hit. So um, obviously this crisis, before that Brexit, financial crisis, 2008, you know, go on and on. There's what we know about the world is that we don't know what form it takes, but there's always, there's always something that has the potential of interrupting our business and sort of blindsiding us. And it seems as though you've always kind of uh, been thinking about contingencies and planning for something like this. Um, where is that? Where has that come from? Um, and how much runway have you sort of built up for yourself to sort of, uh, you know, weather this sort of storm? Uh, probably blind luck and kind of <laughs> stumbling into it. But I think mm. my um, like. What's weird ever since I started the agency, like my, my, the way I view my personal finances is like, I'm, I'm hopeful that I will in my lifetime earn more than I spend. Mm. And like, that's pretty much the plan. And, but as an agency, I've always been like far more cautious about investing into and my, my ops director would absolutely tell you that I am not cautious in, in kind of spending money, but right. like comparatively speaking okay um and i think it comes from a, a paranoia of like this is it's not just my livelihood it's like it's the livelihoods of like everybody else who works for the company and it's then me thinking about okay um i mean part of it is mitigation part of it is opportunity so like with the brexit stuff so we we put a um so we have a um legal presence in dublin we also like are planning to grow into north america and like those things are because if 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 brexit kind of does go like off a cliff and the kind of the, the pound drops then that puts us in an opportunity to be like we become far more cheaper for the north american markets mm -hmm. and the kind of the european markets mm -hmm. and things like that so there's there's, I would say it's kind of a mix between looking for opportunity and preparing and mitigating for disaster. Hmm. And, and and you talked about just off air, how long we might be in this for. Um, I mean, you mentioned that Goldman Sachs put out a report recently. Uh, was it Morgan Stanley? JP, the, JP, Morgan. JP Morgan, one of the investment banks, um, uh, <laughs> put out um, a report yesterday or recently to sort of say what the economic future may look like this time next year, or at least over the next few quarters, and when they expect business to be, but to get back to some level of normality. 
how long are we expecting to be in this for and how should agencies be thinking about what to be do what they should be doing between now and that time the recovery so i mean obviously nobody's got a crystal ball nobody saw like a well loads of people saw a pandemic coming but they were discounted as nuts but the i think with with this in particular so jp morgan put out the report saying that um uh what is it uh financial um q1 so uh, july on they are expecting a negative 10 percent economic growth hmm. q2 negative 30 percent economic growth uh, q3 positive 50 percent growth so they're expecting a massive kind of drop and then gain and like so like my view on it is that if, if agencies can start to weather that like eight to six month gap, then then they're going to come out of the other end incredibly strong, well, not incredibly, much, much stronger because there's the, like what we are going to see over the next six months is attrition of a lot of agencies, like a lot of like a lot of agencies are living hand to mouth. And that's I mean, it's an unfortunate part of like agency land is particularly if it's project led or if it's based on like client spend, things like that then there's always going to be like a, a massive economic downturn is always going to like uh, um, kind of uh, kill off a few agencies. Sure. Um, and I think agencies that can weather the storm, like the, the companies that we're marketing for are still going to need marketing at the other end. And as long as they survive as well, obviously, but like there are going to be less agencies and like these companies are going to still need the same work. So if we can get past that, then like we will all be in a, like a good position, hopefully. Um, and, but the other side of it as well is, and another agency owner that um, I speak to quite regularly, like mentioned this the other day, the interesting thing of this is we're going to come out in uh, the other side of this and it's going to be the first time in a decade and almost a working generation because like really seen like a, a mass um, uh, like redundancies across kind of their friends and kind of that. So I, I think this is going to be the first time in a decade that we will see um, it becoming an employer's market again. So like at the moment, like leading up to coronavirus, it was very much like an employee driven uh, market. Yeah. The other end, like it's going to be much, there are going to be more people than there are jobs available. So as an agent, like obviously I, I, that's not something I want to see happen sure. because I, I think like I would love everybody to have jobs. But as an agency, mm. it's an interesting kind of like it's Switch. an entirely changed mm. landscape. We're a culture driven agency. Like we've always been positioned around. But what what I'm interested in is like, is that then going to like, are we going to start to see agencies and companies, frankly, who are less culture driven was culture driven and like i believe in culture driven but like is is culture driven going to be less of a driving factor between these companies because actually they're going to be like hang on we don't need to we don't need to do all this stuff anymore we don't need to be offering kind of like free lunches we don't need to make sure there's beers on friday anymore because actually we're the only employer in this area or mm. like things like that. it's going to be a really really interesting thing to see at the other mm. end the talent pool will be much bigger definitely um let let's talk a little bit about sales and marketing and, and sort of new business because it, it seems as though while nobody is really in a position to be nobody really wants to be sold to at this time nobody really wants to buy at this time really there's still a lot that we can be doing to develop relationships with prospects develop relationships with clients uh, to your point so that we're seen when we come out of this thing and, and we will come out of this thing so that we're seen um, uh, as the business that helped them when they needed help. 
how should we think about and how are you thinking about sales, new business, marketing um, with your existing clients and prospects? I mean, like the, the first point to make is companies got to sell. Like if, if companies stop selling, then the companies will ultimately fold. If the companies fold, then the team members don't get their salaries. The economy takes a hit. Like all of these kind of things, companies have to have to get back to business as usual as quickly as possible. And I'm aware like we're all working from our kind of like front rooms and hiding from our kids doing podcasts and things like that. But it's like companies have to get back to business as usual or what the new norm looks like as quickly as possible because otherwise the whole thing falls down. So like that's the first point to make. The second point is like empathy, like empathy and understanding has to be paramount. Your messaging, the way you're reaching out, you have to understand who you're selling to, what what is possibly going through their head. Like, I mean, so I put out a post on LinkedIn the other day and like and somebody sent me an example and there was a, a bike shop that was talking about their, their COVID-19 discount. Like it's just, that is just ridiculous because if you think about it as a brand, and you're using COVID mm. as a as a mechanism to reach out to people. Yeah, it's horrible. But you've actually reached out to somebody, and like a relative has died, or a yeah. relative is Shocking. sick, or or even if they're just somebody who is panicking that the world is in pandemic, which is a very rational thought right now. A lot of us. That are. is like that is going to do untold damage to your brand sure. in the long run. You may get some sales, and you will get some fans who are like, "Oh yeah, we love." We love the fact that you're being tongue in cheek. You may get some of that, but you will alienate a lot of people mm. and you will damage your brand in the long run. Mm. So the, it's the messaging and um, kind of the empathy that really needs to be like honed in on. And I, I think like the way that we're looking at it is so we're an inbound agency, like everything we've done, like do is kind of like content driven, like help people with the challenges they face, all of that kind of good stuff. And actually what like I was saying to like our um, head of strategy the other day is, Let's just look at ways that we can genuinely help companies. I don't, I don't care if it's going to turn them into a lead or not. Like, let's look at ways that we can do it because there's something quite nice and karmic about that, where mm. you've got, you've, like, you are helping people. And like my, my, my strategy, not that it's really strategy, is if I can help as many people and companies now, whether they're paying me or not, mm -hmm. hopefully at some point down the line, that's going to come back and they'll remember it. Dividends. 100%. But also, like, genuinely, I need. Like I'm an agency, I need the economy to survive. Like if if it doesn't, who am I going to sell my marketing services mm -hmm. to? So why wouldn't I give like 30 minutes here, 15 minutes there, an hour here? Mm -hmm. We're running a series of like free webinars with. So all of the tech partners that we work with have some sort of like freemium solution. So we're running a bunch of webinars with those at the moment where we're just showing people like it's not a sales pitch at all. It's like here is how you can use these tools to do stuff. So like we did one with Vidyard yesterday, like here is how you can use them Vidyard in your sales process with um, HubSpot next week, Drift the following week, Slack the week after. Like it's we're we're using them as ways to say, hey, there's stuff out there that's going to help you with your new normal and your new normal is probably remote. Mm. So let's look at the tech solutions. Mm. Really, really interesting. And then just from the point of view of what marketers should be doing to just try new stuff. I mean, we've got a lot more time on our hands these days. Um, we don't really need to be encumbered by what happens if something fails, if a campaign or an idea doesn't work because there's just so much anxiety and, um, you know, people are paying attention to so many different things right now. 
what sort of opportunities does it create for marketers that are just trying new, interesting, different things from a marketing perspective? People keep telling me that I should have loads of time at the moment, but I swear to God, I don't, I don't think I've ever worked harder than the last <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> However, um, I think like as, as terrifying as it is at the moment, like with, for marketers and like people losing jobs and kind of um, health and all of those things going on, it, like it's a terrifying environment, like outright. But it should also be an exciting time for marketers, because if you think about it, you've got CEOs and MDs out there who are like they are scrambling around trying to figure out how they're going to replace some of the revenue that they're losing almost overnight. So there are like if you're a marketer now, it's a great time to go to an MD and go, I've got this idea. It's a bit left field, but I think I can do it for free or pretty much cost like neutral. Can I give it a go? Like, why would they say why would they say no? Like they're scrambling around for ideas. Go, you've got, take the shackles off, like play around with the stuff that you wanted to play around with before. As long as you keep like coming back to their empathy and understanding, as long as you keep your messaging in line, then try other stuff. Like play, play around with, it's like take your MD and like turn them into a, like a, a, a personal brand, like start using their profile on LinkedIn and engaging with people. So as, as marketers now, you're in a position where like you have, you have, you should have a bit more free reign. You should have like, um, you should have the ability to be able to test and try and play around with stuff that you can before. So like email newsletters is a great solution. Personal branding um, for companies, like look at ways to re-engage your customer base or like the old new, uh, like the old leads that you've got in the database or actually tear up your entire MarTech stack. Like you've got, you've got, time to play around with stuff so like sure. now is a good time to be doing that so it's an exciting time as marketers you've you've probably been one of the only people that has really sort of excited me on this call and, and made me feel really quite <laughs> optimistic about the future so many other people have been so down and dire and it's not really been their intention to do so but um but this has been this has been really but fascinating like, and this is a prime example like you are running a podcast you're sat in london i'm sat in manchester like we are both on um uh, isolation like we're kind of uh, segregated from the community mm. but you are still able to grow with something that is not costing you anything other than kind of like the fact that you've got a microphone and probably paying your power bill mm. like that there's no other cost to it. And we're already paying that stuff anyway. So mm. like have a think about ways that like all of us as marketers have different things uh, that we can play around with. We've got access to, we've got people that we've got access to. We've got like content we can start, like start a new blog series, start a new podcast, start a new email newsletter list. Like it is, it's, there's opportunity out there. And I'm not saying mm. be opportunistic with mm. the situation. Mm. I'm not saying kind of like ambulance chase or anything like that. Mm. But I am saying, like, you have an opportunity, go and use it. Like, there's, and one of the great things that I've seen from all of the tech companies, like uh, HubSpot have reduced their pricing and put free stuff into their free, like, more stuff into their free platforms, and like Drift, are, like, opening up um, their like training solutions mm -hmm. and all of this kind of stuff. There is so much out there that you could use for your professional development. So if you're like a, a marketer like go and do some of that stuff as sure. well. You, you're not commuting for two hours a day anymore. Mm. Use that. Like this is, yes, there's some really, really shit things going on in the world, but actually if we all focus on that, then actually life would be pretty shit. So like, why not look at, okay, how can I play around with the stuff that previously my MD wasn't like, let me go mm. to him now and say, this isn't going to cost me more money. 
like our, our demand generation is pretty fucked at the moment. Why don't I try it? Like that's a conversation that as a marketer is going to be so much easier mm. to have at the moment. Love it. Richard, I, I normally end all of these with um, your silver linings, but that has been, this has been just <laughs> an entire podcast of silver linings, but, but talk a little bit about some of the other silver linings that you've seen, maybe from a personal perspective that this, uh, this crisis has sort of given us and given you specifically. Do you know what? I have, I have never been more proud of my team than like over the last two weeks. We have, we have literally kind of uprooted the entire office and said like home and like, like homeworking from now on until like otherwise, uh, we, uh, until we say, and they've literally picked up their laptops, gone home and delivered the same levels of service and work rate. And actually like from like, what's being delivered and things like the the work rate and effort has increased and it's like we've we've offered that kind of continuity of service to clients which is great but they're doing that my team are doing that with this whole kind of pandemic thing Mm. like hovering over them as well Mm. and that's like i'm incredibly proud that we've we've built something and like managed to create a team that has been able to do that at such short notice and that's like that's probably the biggest silver lining I've had. And it's mm. the other nice thing I think, and this is for every business is everybody that was flirting around with the uh, work from home policies, <laughs> you've all been like pushed off a cliff. Now forced. you are doing it, right. figure your shit out. Like, right. And that's, that's great because what we're going to come out, we're going to come out of the other end of this and we're going to have a whole bunch of people who are like, do you know what? Actually it was quite nice working in my pants all day. Like, <laughs> Like, and that's, that's fine. And that's like, fine. I'm wearing jeans sure. right now. But the, um, like the, the whole mentality of working is going to change. And like, mm. I like going into the office. It gives me like a natural segregation of I'm working, sure. I'm not working, but actually like, I also quite like, so after we jump off this podcast, I'm going to go have lunch in the garden with my kids and we're going to kick a football round and like, just hang out. I can't mm. do that from the office. No. So we're going to have a whole bunch of companies who previously, mm. like sectors like banking, legal, accountancy, um, accountancy to some extent, but banking and legal primarily, they're like, you come into the office or you're considered not working. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't have any option. Like, they have to do it. So we're going to come out of this and the whole working landscape is going to be completely different. Richard, you absolutely energized me. Thank you so much. For <laughs> <laughs> Richard Wood is the managing director of Six and Flow. Richard, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. In response to the situation, we'll be putting out regular COVID-19 podcast updates to share how world-class agencies and business leaders are responding to these challenges. Topics will include finance, steps agencies should be taking, and the latest on government initiatives, HR, what measures agencies should be putting in place and answering questions on SSP, business continuity planning, working remotely, how to optimize your remote working setup and platforms, Managing stress and anxiety, advice on staying strong for yourself, your family and your employees. Sales and marketing, how to emerge stronger post-crisis, supporting others and much, much more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.